0: On this week, we were journey we come together to worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, Some times of they'd been in the wilderness long enough that their resources were running out and they were unable to have what they needed. And they found a, a way that they were able to trust in God and what God was able to provide for them in those times. And they began to develop that trust. Today we join them at the foot of Mount Sinai, where we find out that God wants to offer them much more than just delivering them from slavery. So we'll be working more and more into what is God offering us that's more than just freeing us from our slavery. I just want to turn us to our announcements today. There are quite a few in here, so I'm probably not going to go through them all. It is Coin Sunday, so be prepared for uh, sharing uh, in our mission uh, through the uh, having our coins collected today, uh, we have coming up on Saturday uh, one of our series of the proactively planning for the future or our future. Uh, it's the advantages of estate planning, and even if you have uh, previously done some planning, I encourage you to come once again and just to hear the words of what it means to be planning for your future again because there are so many different things that can change over time so if it's been quite a while since you've done some of that planning there may be some new ways that uh, would be advantageous for you so take advantage of that uh, on saturday coming up we just were uh, doing some planning for uh, fall fun night that's coming up on october 22nd Uh, So go ahead and put that on your calendar as a time for the church to come together, uh, just as we uh, can get to know each other better in our fellowship time. Uh, So I encourage you to participate in that and to help us grow closer together. The Mary and Martha Gathering, it's a new women's ministry. Do you want to talk about it this morning or anyone?
1: Can you come on up?
0: They'll hear you from there. Yes, they'll hear you if you stand oh, right Oh, okay.
2: <clears throat> okay, well, good morning. I would like to introduce you to our core group of a new women's gathering called Mary and Martha that will be held here at Faith Community Monthly. Betsy, Suzanne, Becky, I'm Lori. Kristen and Barbara are not here. Um, we have been meeting, emailing texting, (laughs) to bring this uh, gathering to women in our church and our community. So we take having fun very seriously. Um, Fun, food, and faith. We will be in the narthex after the church, handing out invitations to answer any questions. And I would like Suzanne, I know this is impromptu, but to give a blessing over this new gathering for us. So if you all could pray, please. Father God, we thank you for Lori and Barbara in particular for their their listening to your call, um, for gathering women together from the community of Xenia to bring us together to have fun, to, to grow in our faith, and we just ask your blessing over this, to be among us, to work through us, and to build connections between the women of this church and our community. And we, name, we say all of this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you. Thank you for sharing more about that. And again, as we said, they'll be out in the narthex after worship uh, to maybe ask if you have any questions about what this may end up being like uh, and also to help encourage you to invite those in the community. They talked about the connection in the community. This is a way for us uh, as a church to be involved and connected Uh, to those around us. So I encourage all of you to be a part of that. Just one last announcement I want to mention is that we do have some need in the office on Fridays uh, for some help uh, from 9 to 12. If someone uh, feels led to be helping with the receiving of folks that call or come into the office, we are looking for someone to help on Fridays 9 to 12. With that, let us prepare ourselves for worship as we listen to the prayer
2: morning. If you are able, please stand and join me in the call to worship. It's printed in our bulletin. Bring your word to us, O Lord. Jesus, we want to meet you on this holy day. Open our hearts to your healing love, God of mercy. Save us and cleanse our hearts. Lead us and our acts of praise. Challenge us to be your people. Bring us this day, O Lord. Create a new people worthy of your name. Our opening hymn this morning is How Firm a Foundation. We're going to sing verses 1 through 4. It's in number five, 529 in the hymnal or on the screen. be seated. And if you would join with me in the opening prayer as printed in our bulletin, let us pray. Holy Spirit, Heavenly God, shine upon us with the wisdom of ancient words. Enlighten our minds that we may perceive your presence. Strengthen our resolve that we may press toward love and faith. Help us grow closer to your likeness each and every day. Amen. If the children can come up, I would love that. We're going to have um, coins for missions this morning. get her on today? I did get it on today, I think. I think it's, is it on?
0: I think it's on. We good? The light's there. There but, you go.
2: Ah, there we go. Now can you hear me? Okay. I'm going to show you a couple pictures here before we do the coins. Sometimes our lives look a little bit like this picture. Remember when you used to color, when you first started to color? This is kind of what you were coloring like. Out of the lines, scribbling, different colors. Then, as you grew up, your pictures began to look like this. You were coloring in the lines, and your picture looked a little better. Well, our lives are kind of like that, and that reminds me about Jesus God giving us ten rules to live by. And if we stay within the lines of those rules, our lives kind of look like this. And if we go outside of those rules, sometimes our lives look a little bit like this. So we need to try to stay within the lines of the rules that God has given us. We can't always do that. Because we're not always perfect, but we have Jesus to help us stay within the lines so that our lives look more like this instead of like this. Mm -hmm. So let's pray for a minute. Lord, help us stay within the lines that we can follow your rules, and with the help of Jesus, We will be able to better do that. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now you guys have some work to do. Thank you.
0: You started out with a penny. Yeah, you've got something in
2: there already.
0: Good job. I'll take those. Thank you so much. Because
2: you guys did such good work. Way to serve. We'll get you a little treat here.
0: Good job. Thank you guys for coming down.
2: Our prayer hymn this morning is Jesus Shall Reign which is number 157. We'll be singing verses 1, 2, 3, and 5.
0: God's reign in our lives, what does that really mean for us? Does it mean that we are fully trusting in what God has for us? How God is active in our lives and in the world around us? God's reign is over us. As we go into our time of prayer, I want to invite you, at one point I'll invite you to just share what's on your heart. And I invite you to share that out loud and just don't worry about if you're talking over someone or anything, just whatever is on your hearts, just share it with the Lord, just a word or or two as we share what is on our hearts today with the Lord. Gracious and merciful God, we come to you as your people We gathered here intentionally to come, come to worship you, to praise you, to call upon your name. And even more so, we are taking upon your name. We call on Jesus and Jesus is in us and is guiding us to be more and more like him. Lord, we just ask that you would be the one that is stirring in our hearts. That you're the one that is showing us your will and your ways and how we are to be within it and a part of it and sharing it. Lord, there's so many things that we experience and see and hear. That sometimes we don't really understand. That we struggle, that we just don't really know what's next. Our anticipation gets the better of us. Help us to stay more present. And stay within your presence. So we don't get ahead of ourselves, but walk with you. But Lord, there are things that are on our hearts, on our minds, that we are wanting to share with you. So Lord, hear what we have that is weighing on us today. Hear our voices as we lift them to you. Lord, you can hear our, our voices and you can hear what's in our hearts. You already know what we are concerned about. But if we truly can voice them and share them and recognize them, Lord, you can help us walk through them. You can help us to be more willing to share our lives with others. You can help us to do so much more. When we truly connect with you and share our lives with you and with one another. So Lord, help us. Help us to do more and more of being ones who share our lives with everyone, including you. Let us now share with one voice the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. We have the opportunity in our worship to truly express ourselves and our trust of God's provision, of being able to give back just a portion of saying, Lord, we trust that You have given us enough, and even more than enough, that we are able to share in Your mission to the world. Ushers, would you please wait upon us? join with me in this prayer of dedication blessed one bless those who receive these gifts bless our words our actions and our gifts that they may be blessings for your world and bless these offerings and this time of worship even as you strengthen this community of faith and the ministries of this church amen
2: You may be seated. The scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Exodus, chapter 20, verses 1 through 4, 7 through 9, and 12 through 20. The Ten Commandments. And God spoke all these words I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven, above, or on earth below, or in the waters below. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. For the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. Honor your mother and father so that you may live long in the land of the Lord your God that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor, you shall not covet your neighbor's house, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male or female servant, his ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. When the people saw the thunder and lightning and heard the trumpet, and saw the mountain in smoke, they trembled with fear. They stayed at a distance and said to Moses, Speak to us yourself and we will listen, but do not let God speak to us or we will die. Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God.
1: About I don't know, 20 years ago, I received a package of music from Nashville, Tennessee, to where I live in Xenia. It had ten songs the guy wanted me to listen to. He was a good friend of mine, and he just wanted me to listen to these songs. Well, I was very disappointed. There were ten songs. Nine was pretty bad. The last one, which I'm going to sing for you today, is special. Now, the song is about a woman who's really critically ill, and he knew her and knew the family. I did not. And she could not walk. I mean, she was carried everywhere she went. I forget what the word for that is. And even, it was crippled, but even to go upstairs, she wanted to go up to see her brother in the house where she lived. They wouldn't carry her up the stairs for that. But she, she was seen on the streets at times being carried. He wrote a song about that. And I wondered, he did not know what happened to her. The family was a Christian family that prayed for her consistently. Then he sort of drifted away from his life. But this song, it's called Lauren's Song. I am a child, I was born alone Into a world where the sun don't go I asked, Mama, will you carry me? Until I become free Mama said, child, I will carry you Baby, look, I need carrying too I asked, Mama, will you carry me Until I become free I am a child and I watch the stairs Longing to follow my brother there Mom and Dad, who will carry me until I become free I am a child and I stand alone Inside a world with a heart of stone I ask daddy will you carry me Until I become free Daddy said child I will carry you Lay down my life for you it's true I asked daddy will you carry me Until I become free I am a child and I watch the stairs Longing to find my brother there Mom and Dad who will carry me Until I become free I am a child, I've been born again Into a world where the dying ends I asked Jesus, will you carry me until I become free? Jesus said, child, I will carry you, carry your mom and your papa too. I gave my life for the children's sake, now let them come unto me. I am a child and I'll rise again, there'll be no need to carry me. I'll walk, I'll leap, I'll see my Savior's face by Him whose stripes I'm healed.
0: Thank you, Barry Melody. I can remember when I entered into my first truly committed relationship. It's not what you might be thinking. It was at the end of my sophomore year at a high University when I agreed to sign a lease with my roommate for our off-campus apartment. This was a, a big commitment that we were making. So before we made the decision to sign the lease, we outlined some guidelines for the relationship that we were starting. Unfortunately, uh, the only written agreements were in the the lease that we had with uh, our landlord. Besides agreeing that we would pay half of the rent and half of the utilities, we talked about cleaning duties, how we were going to... Handled groceries and cooking and uh, visitors that would come and other roommate kinds of things. Where we failed to come to an agreement was when the Bengals and the Browns were on TV at the same time and not playing each other. His argument, which was a pretty good one, was that it was his TV. Well, my comeback was... I paid for half of the electricity, so I should be able to watch at least half of the Bengals game. We fought over changing the channel back and forth all those years. But we managed to stay roommates for three years, and we remain good friends today. I share this just to show you that any serious relationship we are invited into comes with some boundaries or guidelines, either written or unwritten, that define... Our relationship. And as I was preparing for this message this week, reading through what we call the Ten Commandments, I saw them differently. I recognized them as an invitation rather than a list of restrictions. I want to show you how God's commandments initiated a covenant relationship to be accepted or denied. And is an invitation that is offered to us. I think you will see that everything Jesus offers us in his invitation is outlined here. So what is offered in God's invitation to relationship? Before we actually can get to the details, we have to really understand what was happening there. And the status of the people of God invited into this covenant relationship. The Hebrew people were literally slaves in Egypt. Their lives were controlled by the desires of Pharaoh and the powers and authorities that served him. There was no one on earth that could save them from their enslavement. It was only by God's initiation and power that Moses was sent to bring them out of Egypt. And led them to the foot of Mount Sinai, where we join them today. It was at Mount Sinai that God invited them into a relationship saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or in earth below or in the waters below. For me, it wasn't until I was I was taught about the patriarchal society of the Bible that I began to understand God as our redeemer. The biblical patriarchs were steeped in a culture which was based on communities of households who were identified by the oldest male of the family. And this is multiple generations of families The oldest males, the patriarchs, were responsible for their extended family's well-being and their family's place within the community. They were the ones who held the family together. And if any family member was in trouble, they were to use all resources possible to help them. In many cases, that meant they had to pay off debts or even go to war. To literally redeem a family member. In this invitation from God to a covenant relationship, God identified as the patriarch. The head of the household of God. Who had come to redeem them, to reconcile them in the household. The people who were enslaved to another master had to acknowledge their allegiance to the household. God made it clear the relationship they were entering was with the one who redeemed them. The one who restored them. That they would be free from the power that had enslaved them to live under the authority of their Redeemer. With God's invitation to a relationship, we have redemption. In Christ, we experience redemption as He paid for our sins with his life, gave us freedom from our sin enslavement, our enslavement to sin and death, and reconciled us with the family, with the household of God. So in a patriarchal society, the household name was, well, it was something everyone took seriously. Every member knew their actions and inactions impacted the household name within the community. There was a sense of urgency and accountability within the families as they all sought to reflect the family name well. The patriarchs, along with other elders in the family, would in turn hold the families accountable with right judgment to uphold the patriarch's name, the family name. With this in mind, listen to God's words to the Hebrew people. God said, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. As patriarchs, the patriarch's name and good standing meant the household was in good order. It would be hard-pressed to find any household in order if the head of the household was one of bad character and was untrustworthy. But here's the thing, God is holy and God is just. So God is trustworthy. God offers faithfulness in our invitation to relationship. We don't have to wonder if God will always be there for us. Willing to act on our behalf, convict us and redirect us to assure that we reflect the family name well. God is faithful. It is us who waver in our faithfulness. Now Jesus demonstrated for us his faithfulness all the way to the cross. And gave us the Holy Spirit to reside in us. In our relationship with Jesus, we have faithfulness offered to us. We demonstrate our faithfulness to Him and how we reflect His name in our lives. Now, before God brought the Hebrew people out of Egypt, their lives were run by slave masters. So they had not experienced life under the authority of one with flawless character and whose faithfulness was shown through assuring their well-being and right standing within their community. That was something they hadn't experienced. Their experience was that they only knew the relentlessness of their taskmasters, demanding more of them than they even had the capacity to give. And then God invited them into a relationship saying, Remember the Sabbath day. Keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. God said remember the Sabbath here because on route to Mount Sinai, the Lord introduced the Sabbath day when manna was provided in the wilderness to sustain them. They were told on the sixth day to gather enough for two because they would not gather manna on the seventh day. The Sabbath day. Unlike the taskmasters in Egypt who demanded more than they could give, the Lord God demanded a day of rest. But God wasn't just offering a day's rest. In God's invitation to relationship, there's mercy. There's mercy behind that invitation. The Lord knows our limitations, our capacity. For God created them. In the Lord's mercy, we are shown a life rhythm, a balance to sustain our lives. We we get out of balance when we take control of our lives or give someone else authority over us and uh, abandon God's authority. This is visible in our striving for worldly success for ourselves or expecting it of others in our life. We can become demanding, even merciless. If Remember Jesus, he reminds us to come to him to find rest in his mercy, for his yoke is easy. I hope you have picked up, as I've been talking about the patriarchal society, the importance of the family, the family unit within it. Their daily lives depended on functioning well as a family to assure they were able to eat, to have enough water, to know that they had adequate shelter. Disruption in the family impacted their ability to sustain themselves and also their place within the community. God invited the Hebrew people into a relationship clarifying the household code of saying, Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Remember, the Hebrew people were slaves. They had nothing to call their own. Here God offers them not just a land, but a home. A home within the compound of the household of God. A home which is sustained by honoring the relationships within the family unit. There is something that we experience. When we live in a community where we honor all the relationships that we have. Offering love and respect to one another. In God's invitation to relationship, there is belonging Friends, we long for belonging. and God offers that to us. In Christ, we are all brothers and sisters in Him. And we can have an overwhelming experience of belonging if we honor one another. It begins in our own households, but it should extend to all of our relationships. It is becoming clearer as we progress through God's invitation offered through the Ten Commandments that our invitation to relationship isn't just about our relationship with the Lord. And it became very clear when God offered these words. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male and female servant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. So just for a moment, think about what it would be like if these things that God said you shall not do, well, they did not occur. Is there one word that comes to mind that describes your thoughts? Is it peace? Yes, peace. In God's invitation to relationship, there is shalom. Shalom is the Hebrew word for peace. But shalom really means wholeness. Wholeness. It is a peace that comes from being fully well in our relationships with ourselves, with others, and with God. In John's Gospel, Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. See, in Christ we are invited into a relationship that offers us wholeness. And a peace that comes from within through the work of the Holy Spirit. Friends, it is the power of God that works in us that we are able to live according to God's good will and to be faithful to our acceptance of our invitation to relationship with the Lord. We don't need to be afraid to accept God's invitation because the invitation to relationship comes with offerings of redemption, faithfulness, mercy belonging, and shalom. May we refrain from our desire to set our own stipulations for our relationship with the Lord and accept what the Lord already offers and live forever in the household of God. Amen. Please rise as we sing together when morning gilds the skies. Number 185. jesus christ be praised as we accept an invitation that has been given to us the invitation is for us to be in a relationship that makes us whole a wholeness that allows us to be more of a community builder than one who tears apart our community may us be whole go in peace in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen